Leadership is a vital management function that helps to direct an organization's resources for improved efficiency and the achievement of goals. Now, effective leaders provide clarity of purpose, motivate and guide the organization to realize its mission. In today's podcast for Future CIO, we have with us Robert Sheffield, Managing Director of Greater China with Morgan McKinley, to share his perspective on the importance of leadership now more than ever. Robert, welcome to Podcast for Future CIO. Thanks. Delighted to be here. Let's start from the top. What does it take to be a leader in Asia in 2022? That's a good question. Outside of the remit, whether you're a senior leader, an emerging leader, a CIO, a CEO, I think we see common themes. A number of those themes are around people's ability to have a very broad skill sets, so T-shaped skill sets, but with very strategic and specialist subject matter expertise. We see change intelligence, top of the agenda, high EQ, empathy, and more commonly, certainly in current environments, compassion is high on that scale. Integrity and the ability to create environments that allow autonomy. So, you know, certainly over the past two years, it's essential, I think, that you have a good understanding of the kind of wider social and economic issues, certainly around COVID. All leaders uh, from a skill set perspective should also have, we believe, an understanding and an interest on the diversity and inclusion. And obviously, how do you attract people? How do you retain great people in your organization? What's the future state of your business in terms of, you know, not just whether it's product or service, but the work environments of the future? So I think good leaders have the ability to draw on past experience, prioritize, look at the data, evaluate the science and have really clear and effective communication. So if we if we break it down, it's embracing collaboration, accountability, technology, employee development and, and consistency. If I step back a bit uh, and we go way, way before the pandemic started out, how do leaders prior to 2020 behave as far as le- leaders are concerned? It's a good question. I think, I think, again, without sort of defining specific industries, I think good leaders have always shown similar traits and poor leaders have always shown similar traits. So good leaders have always adapted. And I think the challenges pre sort of 2020 with COVID not being there were very different. We know that COVID has tested businesses and leaderships in different ways. I think leaders were possibly more reactive than future state and proactive pre 2020. I think there was certainly in certain industries, a very different view on the flexibility of working and how people worked and the kind of changing shape of the work environment. We know even looking at sort of Hong Kong, commercial real estate rates have dropped significantly in central. And I think the, I suppose, attitudes around concrete plans have changed. So pre-2020, we saw leaders being very, not set in their ways, but you would have a business plan, you would execute that business plan. And I think now people are more, or certainly the, the good leaders that we see are more concentrating on the broader plan and the outcome and more flexible on how they get there. So I think there was, there was certainly that. I think communication has changed. The agenda around building rapport and communication when you're doing it virtually is very different. I think the one thing that we see is some organizations have done very well and other organizations uh, perhaps are still lagging is there was the meeting agenda pre-2020. We saw a lot of organizations and leaders focus on you know the emphasis around face-to-face meeting that then moved to Zoom teams hangouts during COVID. And I certainly see now that people are far more focused on the outcome of an interaction, not filling their diaries with meetings. So hopefully that gives you a bit of a flavor sort of from what we saw sort of pre-2020. During the pandemic itself, during 2020, do you get the sense that there was a lot of panic or how do leaders respond during the pandemic, especially the early days? 
Yeah, look, I mean, I think in a nutshell, poor leadership is extremely dangerous, isn't it? I think it depends on what stage you were in your career, the quality and strength of leadership that you have around you and within that organization, because most leaders, or in fact, all leaders, I think we, we base decisions on obviously what we see in front of us, but past experience. So if COVID was the first crisis that you've ever been through, then your decision making might be slightly different to someone that's been through, you know, 9-11, the European debt crisis, Lehman's, uh, the Japan earthquakes. But having said that, COVID was a game changer. <laughs> so it's like, it's like nothing we'd ever seen before. So I think we saw good leaders leaders uh, have no predefined response and that was more behavioral mindset to prevent overreaction to developments and allow them to look ahead so we saw communication at the sort of height of that agenda the focus on agility and mental health and communications around that were you know definitely at the forefront of what we saw really good leadership teams and, and leaders do communication from a global regional and local perspective we know that hierarchical responses or communication doesn't necessarily work uh, certainly within crisis or, or or sort of challenging situations. So again, we saw on the ground, real-time responses to data and future planning being essential. Most of the businesses and the leaders within businesses that we saw really excel created a sense of purpose. You know, why are we doing this beyond the organization, which was, um, I think, really important. And they adapted well and quickly to workforces not being in the office. So if, if we kind of look at it from a, the good, it's calm, consistent communication, safety first, humanizing moments, acknowledging the challenges, creating collaboration. So certainly understanding the broader picture and being able to adapt and be agile to that and health and wellness you know, a lot of the agenda. But I also think the, the, the kind of human approach when I talked earlier on about empathy and um, compassion, really putting themselves at the center of the people within their organization and, and understanding what the customers wanted as well was, was a priority. From the bad side of things or the not so good side of things, you know, fixed mindsets, not listening to employees. You know, we hear a lot of talk about the great resignation at the moment, creating a sort of static fixed mindset, I think is probably the worst thing a leader can do. We saw some leadership teams and leaders do that, whether they were frozen or stuck in the moment who knows a lack of customer messaging and a lack of sort of real-time on the ground understanding so top-down messaging as i said we, we saw fail consistently and the kind of old school mentality of we'll just power through this definitely didn't lend itself to um advocacy of, of sort of leaders that were uh, that were pushing that agenda can you name three leadership lessons in 2021 that leaders today should carry forward in 2022 yeah, so I, I broke this down for you because I thought it would potentially sort of give two different viewpoints from what we see businesses, people, organizations that we work with doing and, and some of the lessons that they've learned. And I suppose uh, lessons that I took out of it as well. So from, from, a, from a kind of leadership perspective and what we saw from people that we've talked to, the biggest sort of lesson was put your people first. People first agenda and absolutely led the way. In conjunction with that, it was almost take that startup mentality, even if you're, you're a big corporate that, you know, embrace change, be agile, move quickly. And if you're going to fail, fail very fast and start again. Don't keep consistently doing the same things that lead to failure. And again, when we talk about people first, Obviously, that was around investing in people, both you know, from a skill set perspective, but a mental and morale perspective as well. And then I think from my perspective, sort of sitting here and being one of the more elderly statesmen in our business, <laughs> where uh, it's very, you know, we have workforces that are multicultural and geographically spread. And most of those people have never worked through anything like this. They've never worked through you know, a, a debt crisis, a, a GFC. So I think my sort of learning, 
things were around being very consistent and displaying that, that kind of empathy and compassion. That continual learning leading to empowerment and trust was really important with, with our people, but being very data-led and very rational. So, uh, you know, making sure that the decisions you're making are really objective and cutting out the noise, just focus on that 1% of what's really important. And I think from a really personal perspective, just ensuring that you listen and above all, allowing yourself and your teams to have fun. There's a lot of talk about the social change lens being really important because otherwise your decisions are short-lived. Looking ahead, we're still at the early part of 2022. What's your prediction for this year and moving forward? Yeah, look, I think I balance this response because to your point, COVID's not going away. I think it largely depends from, if we take Asia as a whole and then bring that into maybe a tiny bit of global, it depends on the restrictions, doesn't it? It depends on local government responses to COVID. From an Asia perspective, I think a lot hinges on the US-China dynamic. If we look at some old economy, new economy, there'll be differences there. I certainly see the digital economy in Asia and specifically Southeast Asia expanding. There's a lot, you know, if you look at the stats, I think they're saying between sort of 25 and 30%. I think wage inflation and retention of people in all geographies is going to either enable or prevent businesses growing. And that's going to become increasingly difficult as uh, talent and people uh, move around less geographically. I think culture and the definition of a company's culture is and continues to be stretched, certainly with remote working. How do you enable people to feel part of that connected group if people are in different places and different locations and working away from the, from the offices? A lot of talk about the metaverse. Uh, yeah, that, that's set to become an $800 billion market. I think from a Hong Kong perspective, changing landscape for business is going to continue to move at a pace where we see a fairly high decline of skill sets in the geography at the moment due to the current immigration rates, both in and out. I think we've seen Europe move from pandemic to endemic. You'd like to think Asia will do that. Outside of that, from a more sort of leadership and level on the ground in Asia, crypto, big tech, regulation, reg tech uh, and KYC, we will see continue to drive the agenda. We, I think you'll see a lot of banks continue to push the digital agenda for, for growth. Equities Global looks like it will be a strong year, certainly in Asia. What I find really interesting, I suppose, um, from a, a growth perspective and, and what leaders will have to grapple with is, I think it was the Forrester report where uh, they estimate that 45% of APAC firms will, will move to work from anywhere permanently versus 70% as the global average, which is going to create a, a challenge both for leaders and, and obviously the attraction and retention of good people. So that give you exactly, I mean, the Great Resignation. Some analysts say that it is largely an American thing. Is there something similar occurring in our region and how should leaders respond to that? Yeah, it's a really good question. I think that if you if you take the topic of resignation as a whole, people leave businesses for, for only a, a number of reasons, poor leadership, uh, lack of development, or uh, potentially uh, geographical relocation. I don't necessarily think the great resignation is as severe an issue as it's being made out to be in the US. I think that's a very different market. So I think you have to look at it from a kind of regional perspective and, and what's happening on the ground. I think that if I were leadership in the APAC region currently, and certainly from obviously with the business we work with and what we do, our primary concern is around ultimately we want to keep good people. I think if we take, for example, certain geographies where you've had strict lockdown rules, ongoing ambiguity around process and how you're treated, it creates an environment of fear. And sometimes people resign not because they don't like the job or the people or the management, it's more the association of a negative factor that impacts them um, and has done so for a period 
of time. And I think COVID has definitely brought that to the fore. We've seen a lot of people just go, all right, you know, I haven't seen family or friends for a year or two years, whether they're living in Singapore, the US, Australia, Hong Kong, China. And that drives a decision. We see people with families making decisions. And we see a lot of people certainly reevaluating the nine to five versus that work-life balance. And more so than ever, I think, as I talked about earlier on, that kind of drive towards morale, mental health and, and agility is going to continue to um, be really important to prevent organisations losing people. I mean, if we look at wage inflation currently across the region, it's sky high. Why? Emerging skill sets, changing skill sets, but lack of mobility and lack of talent drives wage inflation. So you see people leaving for some of the right reasons. And my view is if you're leaving a job just for money, that's the wrong reason. But I think we're going to continue to see that challenge within the current environment unless we see a change globally, certainly in terms of the way we handle COVID. Robert, thank you for joining me on Podchats for Future CIO. My pleasure. That was uh, really, really uh, enjoyable to talk to you. That was Robert Sheffield, Managing Director of Greater China with Morgan McKinley, sharing his perspective on the importance of leadership now more than ever. You are listening to Podchats for Future CIO. As always, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel, simply email us at editors at society.com. We'd also like to invite you to sign up for our free weekly newsletter so you won't miss an episode of Podchats for Future CIO. In the meantime, stay safe, have a great day, and see you on the next episode of Podchats for Future CIO. Bye for now.